is Ravage Love After Hours. So, come up to the lab and see what's on this lab. I see you shiver with Anne Tissa. It's Ravage Love After Hours with Julie and with Slorp. Hi! 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 It's Halloween, folks. Sure How are we is. feeling? Mm-hmm. Feels spooky? <laughs> so, um... For those of you who have heard the show before, you know that we are big, big Wit Slurp fans. And uh, Wit is here today to come and talk about their books and Halloween and being spooky and all those good things. And we are really honored. Thank you for coming. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Um, well, before we get into anything, um, I we need to know, how do you feel about Elvira coming out. Oh, I think it's amazing. Isn't yeah, it was it was a top headline and I was like, "Wow, how cool." I never would have, you know, pegged her as as gay, you know, but um mm-hmm. I love those surprises. Um cuz it's like she's been such a, you know, kind of sex symbol and men have kind of you know fawned over her and stuff so it's kind of neat to be like and i have a girlfriend (laughs) yeah exactly and she's like a halloween icon and now a gay icon i'm like absolutely yeah i mean just icon status all around absolutely yeah i think you're right i think part of the joy of it for me and renee and i were talking about this too is just exactly that like the fact that she was seen through the male gaze by most Mm -hmm. people and mm-hmm. here she was being like, I was never doing this shit for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah. Get it and with so your felt... twirling tatas. Yeah. And on a not really related note, but uh, the, the band Goldfrap, I found out that that singer was gay and I was like super stoked because same kind of situation, like sex, simple. Really? Yep. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I would have always pegged them as, as I know gay, pretty gay though. Also, like every time you two say pegged in the context of queer, I never pegged her as a queer person. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's totally gay and is pegging boys. You know, no. <laughs> how fun! So how Halloween, fun, right? That's That's so Halloween. spooky. Ooh. <laughs> So After Hours are our sexiest episodes, and typically we record them at night. We didn't have Mm. that luxury this week because um, too busy. It's too busy leading up to Halloween. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But last year, um, what what really brought us together, uh, the show and and you, was that we read Abrahamable Lectern, which... We, we loved for a bunch of different reasons. One, it was so beautiful. Just a beautiful story. Um, Thank you. Somehow cannibalism was consensual in that. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. <laughs> um, and the cover, the Goosebumps cover. And you said then that you were going to try to keep making those. And you did. You did that this year. What did you make yep. this year? Um, I think since then I've released four books, I believe. Um mm. 
I, I released the sword in the stoma. I can't remember. I think that one was in the works when we talked last. It was. Um, yeah. That was fun. That was a sword in the stone parody. And it was, I wrote a lot of it in middle English, which was fun to research. Um, uh, especially in the context of like sexy stuff. Um, <laughs> then I released cock, um, C-A-W-K. It's a Jaws parody. Um, and, um, and um, you actually helped me kind of workshop that one and, and, and kind of fix it, I will say. Um, and so I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, you helped me look at it through a different lens and I'm actually way happier with it because it kind of leaves it open-ended. Um, and I'm excited to write more about that. Um, and then I released um, Ask Watch, which seems to be <laughs> a uh, favorite. <laughs> and then what? recently I released Are You There, God? I thought I heard Cody masturbating, but it was just his grandma stirring a pot of shells and cheese. Oh my God. Was that, a, did that have a different title before? Yeah, it's gone through quite a few title permutations because initially it was going to be my foray into writing hetero um smut but i i decided that's silly at least at this <laughs> yeah, point fuck straight people yeah fuck straight people <laughs> so um then i was going through different names i think it was like first it was jessica just because i love that name like jessica <laughs> and then it was um brian i think and then yeah i think that was it jessica brian there might have been another one in there I remember laughing a lot at that title. Um, <laughs> it's like the I, longest title. Well, well, no, because my mom made shells and cheese all the time when I was growing up, and it just, it just like you know I could that sound. hear, I could hear the sound. Yeah, I could yeah. hear the sound. Only my mom would add olives to it. Oh yeah, I think you told me. Yeah. Oh, did I? Well, anyway, it was my favorite. I laughed olives, a lot. But yeah. since then, there's been so many, so many books and. We yeah. read Ask Watch, and it was <laughs> very funny. Um, <laughs> it was bonkers. A little, it was bonkers. It was a little dubious, um, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was it was really good. And, yeah. You know, you just, you are a very strong writer. I think you know that, Thank though. Thank you. Well, you know, it's good to hear that, because it's not something I've done my whole life. I mean, I have, like, in school and stuff, and I've had some positive feedback, but, you know, this is, this is a new thing for me. It's been, like, about a... Uh, a year now so you know i have friends that give me positive feedback but it's really nice to hear objective you know praise it makes me encouraged to keep doing it so i guess I like as a that. queer as a queer mm -hmm. woman i find it mm -hmm. difficult sometimes to read um like man on man mm -hmm. erotica mm -hmm. but i it's it's great when I read yours and it's it's always yeah. still very funny. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a lot. Like yeah. there's a lot of spunk in your books. Um, <laughs> just so much spunk and like a spunky person or like jizz. I mean both. Yeah. Both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like I think in Ask Watch you described it as like a sponge of of cum, a sponge of jizz or something. <laughs> just coding this this young fellow so oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah but i feel for your characters and i really like your characters it is a tricky balancing act that i've tried to set up for myself with like 
a, a, a serious message behind most of them and mm-hmm. and just bonkers like I'm really just trying to write something that no one else has or will write so that it's you know sets itself apart and it's what's the point of writing something if I'm just regurgitating someone else's stuff so it's definitely a weird flavor but you know some people <laughs> love it and um you know I'm trying stuff out seeing what works and what feels authentic and then you know I'll probably circle back to I still honestly if I had to be honest I'd still say that Abraham Lectern is my magnum opus it's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's very I really good. love that I really am, I told I'm my really mom all about it. it yeah and uh she was like why why do you do this but ever <laughs> since I tell her about all the books I read so I was like well mom you know this week it was a slender man and last oh, week yeah. it was Amish vampires and next week you know and uh she's like I don't I don't know why you do this <laughs> but my mother also loves Julie and wishes julie was her biological child and so any activities we do together she's she wants to know nothing but supportive yeah good julie is her golden child um (laughs) i mean it's not always the way because she didn't have to actually raise me so it's everyone looks great from the outside (laughs) yeah 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 do i think you've been working Sorry, go ahead. Uh, oh, no. My friend's parents that love me, I'm like, yeah, you didn't raise me. Yeah. Same. You only get me in short, like, mm-hmm. spurts. So, of mm-hmm. course, you think I'm fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you started, um, when you got your contract with L'Oreal and um, I got to tell my mom that Celine Dion was on board, she was just so excited. She was like, we did it. We did it. I was like, you did nothing. Like, had you raised her, she would not be doing this right now. She'd be at home with three kids. Um, going to night school. But okay, mom. Um, we arrived. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's been I working wanna... towards that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, you know, riding coattails, giving Julie fur coats and not me. Um, <laughs> true story. That sounds like a true story. It yeah, really is. There. I have uh-huh. a great yeah. fur coat that Renee's mom gave me. Yeah. And, and Renee's I wear just it. sitting there when you open the package. <laughs> I'm just cold. <laughs> I'm just just like, it, it's, it's, it's okay, okay, mom. It's fine. I'll and knit my your, own sweater. Uh, Here's your disposable poncho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even then. Uh, she'd be like, I've worn it since the 70s. It's a little holy. It's, it's vintage. vintage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something. Don't oh say gosh. never did anything for you. Literally. Yeah, my dad, my dad listens to the podcast occasionally. So does my brother, which I <laughs> forewarned him. I was like, it's like uh, yeah. real not suitable for work. But yeah. I do have an extremely chill family obs. Um, yeah. So my brother routinely provides notes that are generally things like could not stop laughing. How is this real? What is your life? Um, but oh, that's awesome. It is nice to be supported. <laughs> yeah, because I grew up in Texas. So my family is not like that. They don't even know what I do. <laughs> they have a very vague idea what I do. I'm like... I write books that you would never in a bazillion years want to read. <laughs> so Let me you'll in. never know. You'll <laughs> never know what my name is. <laughs> it's like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that they're supportive. 
Thank you. I do too. And I do think that um, generally, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who support you and what you do, even if they don't understand it. Totally. But there are definitely things like this podcast where I was like, it's okay if you don't listen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You need to read my book and come to my talks, but it's okay if you don't listen to us talking about fucking clowns. But hey, man, (laughs) if you want to laugh at us reading people fucking clowns and be my guest leave a review (laughs) come join the circus yeah we're always i have i have cousins that listen to the show and uh friends and things i have a friend who started the show from the beginning like recently and i was like no pal no 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 you need to just come to season three because it's where we shine this really (laughs) we jump ahead we're we're peaking now and they're like no i'm what are they on i think they're on like they were on Widows last time we spoke. Oh, God, like, no. that's like the first or second month. I know. I know. I don't want to go back to, to Waltzing Widows. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> um, you. Instead, we're here talking about ass squashes. I mean, oh, we've really evolved. You really have. You're, this, that's progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's we're evolution. Like, we're like peer-reviewed now. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, because it's Air October, which is the most erotic of months, um, I want to I want to wrap Halloween for a second. Yeah. Um, okay. We what is everyone's favorite Halloween candy? I'm a big gummy Ooh. fan. Gummies. It's all about texture. I love gummy lifesavers. I love dots. Um, What's a dot? I love the. You don't know dots? They're, they're like not huge here in Canada. Canada that are on paper. They're like gumdrops. And they're oh, usually okay. at the movie theater, yeah. I think, is the only place I ever see them or think of them. But I also love Kit Kat. Like, there's a like, big cat. So it's like one of the four sticks, but like enlarged. And so I really feel like the wafer to chocolate ratio has been perfected. Ooh, those are nice. girthy But I know chocolate. that you guys have superior um, chocolate in Canada. Mm. We have superior. Yeah, because a lot of it is like British, right? So we have. Yeah, it's like. Cadbury yeah, deriv- have, derived, I believe. Yeah, we have a lot of good Cadbury stuff that you can't get in the States. But I'm yeah, a candy do. person, like so to me it's You like candy the, candy. Yeah. Give me the mm-hmm. little packages of Skittles, fuzzy peaches, yep. Sour Patch mm-hmm. Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and controversial choice, but I'll say it. Those like they're called Halloween kisses, but I think they're like molasses or what are those things? They're like We don't we oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know think. what I'm talking about, Renee? And it's like they're yeah. wrapped up in wax and they're very yeah. divisive. You they're like they candy are. corn. You either are like on team Halloween kisses or you're on team fucking burn it with black licorice. <laughs> I'm on team I'm on team <laughs> Halloween kisses. I am. It tastes like wax, but after several chews, you lose a crown or two. But the flavor, I mean, it's just top shelf. You can't you can't beat it. <laughs> it's almost like a less like texture wise, it's like a Tootsie Roll. But it's oh, not as it's not as chocolatey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like molasses, I, I think. I don't know. Anyways, they're very divisive, but I enjoy them. Um, I'm actually looking them up, and I'm like, yeah, I've definitely had those. They're yeah. kind of like old school, like like classic, mm-hmm. right? Super. Yeah, those and like those little caramel yeah. squares. I can't have oh, them yes. anymore because they have milk. The clear Oof. with a clear wrapper. Yes. Yeah, oh, those are classic. And my number one, though, my number one Halloween candy is Rockets, which in Canada are different Ooh. than in the States because Rockets is chocolate Rockets. for you, right? I don't like, even know what that is. Rockets. They look like little pills. 
They're like chocolate. Oh, candy. we have They're Smarties. Apple. Yes. Okay. So ours, that's what it is. Our Smarties are chocolate that are basically M&Ms. And oh. what you call Smarties is what we call Rockets. Rockets. Which is the British I'm actually, way. I'm yeah. looking that up as well. Yeah. Your Smarties are chocolate and they are really good. I like your Smarties, the chocolate ones. Smarties but, are superior to M&M's. I'll, mm, I'll die on that Yeah, note. the the shell is thicker, I think, on, yeah. in your your camp, and they are they are definitely tastier. Um, and it looks like Smarties makes rockets the pill form because the logo is exactly the same. It's just oh. the wording has changed. Interesting tidbit. That's fun. <laughs> They're like Canadians will respond better to rockets. <laughs> and Americans um, Renee, need to feel smart. They yeah, exactly. Trick us like, into thinking they're smart pills. <laughs> Eat this, Eat and you'll be a smarty boy. <laughs> we fall for it. Oh Renee, God. what's your favorite trying. Halloween candy? Oh God! You know, it used to be again. This is a Canadian candy, Crunch Bars. Ooh. But they changed. Like fuck Nestle first and foremost. Um. But they changed the formula of their chocolate because now it's just really like too sweet. Or, you know, maybe I'm just getting too old. But I do also love those little molasses candies. The old woman that I am. Yeah, maybe. Um, Are you talking about a Nestle Crunch? Yeah. Do you have those things? Yeah. Oh. We do. And they used to be wrapped in thin, thin foil. And I feel like they tasted better for some reason. Yeah. Now they're just in like plastic. That. And the like recipe seems to have changed. Yeah. The Rice Krispies. Yeah, Butterfinger also changed. I love Butterfinger, but now it tastes like they're trying to make it healthy. And I don't, I don't know about that. There's just like a carrot in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fooling me, people. <laughs> also, like, get out of here with those fucking raisinets. Like, uh, no fuck thanks. Fuck off with raisinets. No, no thank you. Oh, I will tell you this, though. Because my two favorite things are chocolate and gummies, I do love the gummy bears covered in chocolate that's probably divisive they're called oh, muddy bears i believe muddy bears and they usually just have the clear gummy bear and then the red ones because those taste the best with chocolate on them i think it's a wise choice um i'm looking up crunch canadian and there's crunchy bar is that any good i don't yeah, those like are it. like a it's like a sponge Crispy taffy crunch. Crispy no, Crispy Crunch is... is fucking top shelf. It is. Okay. Oh, it is okay. like phenomenal. Crunchy it's bars different. are good though because you can just like this is okay. This I did this as a kid, but now that I'm saying it, it sounds so awful. You suck you on can, it. Yeah, you stick your tongue in the crunchy bar and melt the taffy with your tongue, and then it just makes a nice divot, and um, you do that for a long time until you finish the candy. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think it's problematic. I think it's because we do a podcast where we read books like Asquatch that we make everything yeah. extremely sexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that book had a lot of ass eating in it. Um, it did, yeah. I mean, it kind of had to though. It, did, it really did. Yeah. Although, like, did. take the chocolate bar and stick your tongue into the divot. <laughs> Just suck on it. Can I you mean, do that with any other candy than a chocolate-covered sponge candy? I don't think that's so. That's a really, really good point. Oh, do you have, in the US of A, is it called mm -hmm. Macintosh, Renee, that, like... Um, the taffy? The taffy that will full-on rip out your teeth, but it's so good. It's, like, literally in a red and plaid box. Yeah. 
and it's I see that. Nope, we don't have that. I've never seen that in my life. It's so I think good. we need to like send it's a box creamy candy. toffee. Yeah, yeah you, you know when you get like should, um yeah. Oh, we absolutely need to do a cross-border candy exchange. This is clear I think now. you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. But I think Although what... I'm not sure what I have to offer you. <laughs> you're like, no, yeah, you know ours, ours is cool. And I'm like, uh, we just have smart pills. Y'all just have them uh, called a cooler name. I just, I think you guys have really cool chips. Really cool oh, yeah. chips. Yes. We've got some weird and flavors. Cereal. cereal. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. We have the fruity cereals that no one else has it seems yeah. like fruity pebbles you can't get that in that's my favorite cereal is fruity pebbles even when it turns into rainbow mush i still love it i like They're shredded wheat but if i'm feeling like in a good place emotionally i might have some mini wheats yeah oh. the frosted yeah. ones a little frosted yeah yeah those Am are I feeling good. spicy that week let's have a mini wheat <laughs> otherwise yeah just have that hunk of wheat hunk of wheat a big hunk block of wheat, of wheat. mm-hmm yeah, fruity pebbles, and now they do like these obscene like fruity pebbles with marshmallows and Lucky Charms mixed in and gumdrops. It's just like the flavors here. Like there's there's Twinkie cereal. I'm not kidding. Like, what? Yeah, at the beginning of COVID, I was like, "Is this how we're ending things? Just like <laughs> take this into the basement, honey, and eat it until you die." It was just like <laughs> it was just it was obscene. Twinkies cereal. I shit you not. Well, oh, I'm gonna have to look that up because I can't mm-hmm. imagine because Twinkies are so spongy. Is yeah, it just the flavor of Twinkies, or are they? Well, mini I've Twinkies? certainly, certainly never had them, but also our Oreo okay. game has gotten crazy. Like watermelon Oreos. Who yeah. ever thought that was a good idea? Oh, like, I saw that and I was like, "What an abomination!" Mm-mm. I know are- birthday cake Oreos. That one I don't even know about. There's just every flavor. You, like grape. I feel like there's probably grape Oreos. Just like. At this point, I think it's just like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. I think Americans are trying to do like the Japanese because in just Japan, like wacky flavors. Yeah, like in Japan, mm-hmm. there's like literally dozens and dozens of flavors of Kit Kat. Kit Kat, yep, I have seen yeah, that. Like matcha mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Americans, I think your people are like, let's mm-hmm. do let's try wacky that Oreos. Oreos. That's yeah. a really good theory. I think you're right. I have a friend that collects all the Kit Kat flavors, and he's told me about some interesting ones. Yeah. Yep. I know they have, like, ketchup-flavored soda. Somebody told me they saw that no. when they were in Tokyo. No. I was like, mm, no. no thanks. I literally have a shirt that says I put ketchup on my ketchup because I'm the running joke in my family <laughs> for how much ketchup I put. So my friend bought me that and was just like, you're an abomination. And even I cringe at the thought of ketchup pop. So who is buying yeah. that shit? I do not know. I don't know. But I bet they have pink or blue hair or both. Oh, I'm, 100. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I don't think they really like the soda, but I bet they're bopping around drinking it like... I got ketchup soda. <laughs> we don't need to like mm-hmm. carbonate ketchup. Thank you. No, no fuck. I, I don't I even agree. like when there's like ketchup, like a little, like a little glob of it somewhere, and you just like like mustard. I'll be like, oh, whatever, and I'll just like just scoop eat it, scoop it up. But like yeah. ketchup on its own, it's gnarly. No. Yeah, put it on a fry, put it on some yeah. eggs, put it on chips, do something. But mm-hmm. I like mm. it on hot dogs with all the things like sauerkraut, ketchup, mustard. I just throw everything on my hot dog. But I'm not a big That's ketchup a sh- fan, honestly. I like I like mayonnaise on my fries. I'm a weirdo. Such an American thing to say. I, I like know. Hot dogs. I know, right? You would. You would. Well, New York. I lived in New York, and it's all about the street meat. 
it's the street hot dogs and baseball game hot dogs mm. definitely definitely american we have a thing here called new york fries um and uh-huh. they make french fries and hot dogs <laughs> which I get in like in a New York style. That's all they make. Um, they every have. mall, at every at mall, every mall, yeah. And they wow. make like poutine, which you probably would not get. I love vendor. that. No, you don't get that. You can get a knish, and I'll get cheese in it, and that's pretty good. What's a knish? It's like a mashed potato pocket kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Do like you know what? Do you want to know why yeah, I know what a knish like is? <laughs> Because, yeah, Renee, you were in the vagina monologues, so you probably remember. <laughs> yeah. in oh, my the original, goodness. In the original, like, uh, introductory monologue, round. yes, uh-huh. yeah. there is all of these, um, like, all of these like women analogies. sharing, yeah, all of these women sharing, like, slang terms for vagina, <laughs> and one of them is, women in New York call it a condition, and I remember when I was part of one of the productions i was like what in the fuck does this even mean and then i looked it up i was like oh that looks delicious <laughs> yeah they're pretty delicious i think a pierogi is like boiled like a ravioli right and a yes. a, yeah. a knish is baked is okay. what i'm reading and that makes sense to me it's got more of a breading outside i believe well, but with cheese inside delicious. it's pretty it's pretty great yeah could we have mustard on that? Let's discuss. <laughs> yeah, you just make it pumpkin shaped or something. You know, a witch, Ooh. a witch hat. Oh, put like it into it. triangles. Yeah, I like it. I like you know, it. when I when I did the vagina monologues, my only line was a cunt in Canada, and I remember <laughs> we had to we had to make up our own, and we ha- it had to be oh, area specific. Wow. And there is a little there's a city outside of Ottawa called Canada, and I oh. remember hearing my mother in the audience audibly going because oh, I said cunt <laughs> but you know what she came she came to the show that's all that matters again um, with the support the support is there the support is there yeah exactly the support is there you have a very supportive family I love it my friend was Sorry. in vagina monologues and all I remember is like my vagina my vagina and I remember thinking <laughs> That sounds like Steel Magnolias. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, my reception, my reception. <laughs> Her colors are blushing. Her colors are pink and pink. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Is that, that movie's um, pretty quotable. Would you say that's your favorite horror movie or? <laughs> <laughs> Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I mean, no, mama, I'm going to leave. I think Steel Magnolias, and I mean, I don't want to start a war here, but in the <laughs> movies from the 90s that are kind of part of intentionally or not end up being part of like queer canon, yeah. I will watch Steel Magnolias five times before I watch Fried Green Tomatoes. No! How? I said, no. I no. said what I said. You're yeah, gonna I sully mean... the name of Kathy Bates like that? You know why? Because fried green tomatoes, we infer a lot based on the book and what we wanted to see on screen That's versus also what's true. actually there. That's also true. It was pretty well, castrated. Yeah, well, I it never was. read the book, so it's I will real say, queer. Though, the Nancy Drew, the Nancy Screw book I wrote does have her looking in her own vagina with a mirror, and that is definitely inspired from Kathy Bates. You know, 
class yeah. that she takes in, in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Although I think if we're going to pit Fried Green Tomatoes next to Steel Magnolias, there's really no contest. I definitely think Steel Magnolias wins that one. Oh, for sure. I mean, cast Like every line is quotable. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. No, 100%. But apples and oranges, truly. Um, totally. Agreed. Yeah. But Agreed. let's let's wrap Halloween movies, horror movies. What what do you guys like? What's what's your favorite? Um, I wrote my three favorite are The Strangers, I think is really scary because it's home invasion stuff that always creeps me out. I think the ending is kind of dumb when you like see the people the antagonists um i think the exorcist really still holds up i can't believe the stuff they got away with back then i mean oh, yeah my friend reminded me she shoves her mom's face in her own pussy like lick me lick me <laughs> yeah and like a crucifix she's like stabbing herself with a crucifix fuck me jesus i mean that's hardcore <laughs> that is hardcore your yes. mother sucks cocks in hell ah! <laughs> like, and you know what the little girl she read the book before she got cast and she was oh, like wow i can do this like she went to the director and was like yeah no i i read the book i can do this and they're like I can okay do this. buddy so she's like i can do this trust me yeah. and then i've got I've a crucifix yeah, and then children's age showed up at her house. She's right? like, I've been looking at that with a mirror for a while now, and I know what's up. <laughs> I got this. What's uh, what's your third? I went to Catholic school. I got this. Um, <laughs> my favorite is The Shining for many reasons, but I love The Shining. I think it's a really good adaptation. He kind of took the parts of the book that I think wouldn't have been good on film and kind of made it more... I don't know, a little more ambiguous and suspenseful. I think it's a really great, scary movie. It is. But then I have yeah. Halloween favorites like Hocus Pocus. You know, I have to watch that every year. So it's oh, not naturally. scary, but, you know, it's a Halloween movie. I don't know. What about yeah. you, Julie? Um, That's more my speed. So I'm the putz of the group. So in terms <laughs> of, like, things that I watch every – or, like, things that I'm like, ooh, ooh, 100% Hocus Pocus, like, yeah. all the time. Fucking practical magic. Woo! Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Give me that queer con. But in terms of horror movies, um, yeah, I, I used to be super into horror movies when I was younger, and then I got PTSD, and then couldn't handle watching things oh, that were no. too, like, <laughs> but um, yeah. in terms of nostalgia, like movies that scared the living shit out of me as a kid, which always ends up. I don't know, feeling a little bit nostalgic for me is <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. That I you was know just what it was? talking about that. It's scary, but one, I think when you're a kid and you like love animals, you're like, Ugh. but for whatever mm -hmm. reason, the part of that movie that the two parts of the movie that stick with me the most, and one of them is when the kid ends up possessed and takes a scalpel and cuts off the Achilles yep. heel. Oh my yep. god. Uh I was yeah. so like it, it was visceral. Like it was one of the first times yeah. I watched a movie and I saw an injury and I was like, it. oh. Mm -hmm. So for that yeah. reason, I'm like, yeah, that scared the shit out of me. Um I was just talking about that movie with some friends. I think that kid was like three years old. Oh Something my god, crazy. So little. Yeah. So little. It was like yikes. Um, and then I was like, I think that story is so creepy because it reminds me of the monkey's paw, where they like wish for their son to come back and he comes back like a zombie. 
And then my friend was like, good call, because I read that Stephen King was inspired by that story when he wrote that. So Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Um, I also like Scream because again, it came yeah. out when I was in, like in high school or something, and yep. it was like this whole, and it was such a. Um, it I ushered mean, now, in like a whole new like wave of horror. Like I feel like before yeah. that, there wasn't a whole lot of horror for a while. Like since like the eighties, it seemed like. Totally, and then it was Scream, and then it was I know what you did last summer, Urban mm-hmm. Legends, like all mm-hmm. of those that are so bad, but just again nostalgia Nostalgic. of being in high school yeah just being Nostalgic. like oh, we love this and i me- mm-hmm. and remember like scream was so not only subversive in terms of um, like meta like, tropes right? yeah exactly yeah. and like drew barrymore mm-hmm. like dies within the first five minutes and i remember at the time I being know. like what what mm-hmm. 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 yeah and i'll say it blair witch project the last three seconds of that movie fucking traumatized oh, yeah. me oh yeah trauma oh. I lived in New York when I saw that they did like a premiere or like a preview and they didn't tell us anything. We knew nothing about it. And they kind of let people believe that it was a documentary. And so I hadn't seen anything that was like found footage before that also ushered in like reality Mm -hmm. TV and found footage stuff. And that terrified me because the whole time we were like, this can't be real. Is this real? Like what? (laughs) Oh my God, the scene of them standing in the corner, like even thinking about it now makes me like, Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. that, I think, yeah, it was that, like you said, the fact that it was this weird blurring of the lines between documentary and fiction Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the, like, that was it. Like we turn the corner, dude's in the corner and then boom, like the movie's done and you're just like, like that was, yeah. So those are, yeah, exactly. You're just like, Mm -hmm. fuck. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's me, mostly nostalgia. Uh, how about you, Renee? You actually Renee, like still consume horror, like yeah, that's your jam. Yeah, yeah. I love horror. Um, yeah, I love horror movies. But um, I had my son really young, and I found that I couldn't watch movies where kids got hurt anymore. Yeah, and then the older I got, and the more kids came out of my body, um, I wasn't able to watch body horror anymore because. <laughs> It was just too much. Like like torture movies, they're just like it's so hateful and I can't do it. So I, I can't do torture, yeah. yeah but I, I thought can't. you were gonna say the more kids I had and the older and brattier they got, the more children killing movies I looked for and soaked <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> yeah. You know, well I was talking to a friend about this, but all the films from when we were kids were all about children being orphans or orphaned. Yep. Yep. And they don't Lost do that anymore. from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't do that anymore, but it's like them in the big That's, bad world. Yeah. Cause it traumatized me so yeah. bad. Like, fuck me up with some Don Bluth, like, still. No in kidding. About it, American right? Tale. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, kids today, they don't know. They don't know. They're they don't just know. like, oh, why can't I be a race car? Ka-chow. Like, they I don't think, know. I know. I think Home Alone was the last gasp of like horrible parents that just like leave their kids and when they're leaving the country and like, whoops, our kids are gone. I will tell you that my children watched Home Alone and then was like, let's set some traps. So <laughs> that's how I spent Christmas last year, like disarming my house. Um, like, why am I wiping my ass with sandpaper? Jessica! Yeah, this- <laughs> oh yeah i know you don't have a kid named jessica i don't but imagine <laughs> imagine um so practical magic's like a year-round movie for me it's a scheduled cry it, mm. i cannot watch it without just sobbing my face off the whole time um it's a scheduled cry so you're having a bad week i watched it, it for on. the first time recently i did not did watch it when it came out 
I didn't. I think I it it didn't resonate with me. I, I know I'm gonna get crucified for that one, but I couldn't believe that they were sisters. I thought it was a very weird casting pairing. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Like Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman look nothing alike, and I just had a hard time like suspending my disbelief for that part. I think. And I think it got built up too much because I have so many friends that like that's their Halloween staple. And I was like, this is no hocus pocus. <laughs> I mean, it's like on nothing that like note, hocus pocus. <laughs> on that note, though, like Stalker Channing and Diane Weasel. That is sisters, true. And neither okay. do the hocus pocus sisters. That is true. That is like Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy. I don't think so. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely fun. right. But Sarah Jessica Parker is everything in that movie. She yeah. could be everybody's little sister, so I'm not including her yeah. in this because she could be Sandra Bullock's little sister. She could be Nicole yeah. Kidman's little sister. Now how she's everyone's feel, grandmother. But How do y'all feel about the upcoming sequel? I don't know anything about it, but yeah, will I do same. anything to support Bette Midler? Focus, absolutely. focus. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. Any work she does on there. Um, mm-hmm. Poltergeist. I oh, love yeah. I yeah. love Poltergeist. Uh, the original one. I haven't watched the new one, but I really liked the original one. And I liked the, the sequels. They were good, too, when they had yeah. that creepy, like, demon preacher guy. Yeah. I loved him. I loved the little um, psychic lady. She's like, this house is cleansed. I love her. Zelda love Rubenstein. She was amazing. Yeah. Those Carolyn! Movies are so good. Go <laughs> into the light, Carolyn! <laughs> so good. So good. Um... Midsummer Hereditary, my favorite Ooh, movies. Oh Midsummer my god, how the amazing. fuck did I how forget, did we forget those? Oh my how god, Midsummer and Hereditary. Hereditary yep. is like the only movie I've ever watched that's like, oh, this is postpartum depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is it. And then Midsummer literally made me like recognize my grief. So I love Midsummer. Beautiful movies. Love yeah. Midsummer love is the only like true horror movie as like not hocus pocus whatever like true right. horror movie that i've ever intentionally watched more than once yeah because i find yeah. midsummer so profound like so profound that it's like i feel like you need to watch it several times same thing with hereditary like i remember when i texted you renee after i finally watched <laughs> it and i was like what did i just watch and you're like just sit with it and then we'll yeah. talk <laughs> uh, so yeah. i have somebody told me a theory about hereditary and Ooh. so I'm not going to spoil anything, but at the end, it gets a little batshit. Yeah. And I think it lost me there. Uh, I loved that movie, but then I kind of got a little lost. But then someone told me that because it's called Hereditary and she talks about schizophrenia and her family a couple times that you might be seeing things through that lens from her perspective and that kind of made more sense to me yeah and i need to watch it again through that lens and then her son sees some of the stuff and then of course it's hereditary so he could have it as well so that's a new lens i need to watch it through oh i love that i love a good movie theory i know Um, right the movie that that's fucked me up the most my whole entire life is a movie called watcher in the woods oh yeah with betty davis betty davis Mm -hmm. and i remember renting mm-hmm. it from our corner store mm-hmm. and i'm it's a super old movie so i don't care if none of you have watched it and this is a spoiler. oh i love it it's these kids that have like a fucking seance in an old dilapidated church and a bell yes. 
falls on yep. this girl who's blindfolded and she disappears. And then yep. for decades, they see her in mirrors. Well, mm-hmm. I grew up in this big old Victorian home that my mom filled with old Victorian antiques and shit. And at the I thought end you were going to say you grew up in a dilapidated church. And I was, I grew up like, oh, under sweetheart. a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of our hall, we had this big mirror and I never finished the movie. I was so scared. So for years, I would run past the mirror with my hands up. And then I finally, as an adult, was like, I have to finish this. (laughs) I have to finish this movie. (laughs) Like the kids in It going back to town, right? Yeah. Had to finish it. And I did. And it was still scary. It was still scary. I thought you were also going to say, like, I ran towards the mirror with my eyes closed and my hands on. I crashed into it and cut my hands (laughs) off like a dumbass. When the time comes to write, like, (laughs) my fictionalized biography, I'm going to connect with you and we can just put that together. I like it. (laughs) Um, But we're at 40 minutes now. And I want to ask you what specifically um, before I ask you to talk a bit more about your book before we wrap it up. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your favorite spooky memory? Do you have one? I do. Um, my, I can't remember if I told this last time, but my ex did the Ouija board and haunted um, the apartment. Did <gasps> I tell you this story? No. Oh, it's terrifying. So the first night that we went to the apartment, we were making out and I was like, it feels like someone is watching us. And they were like, well, my apartment is haunted and the ghost name is Xavier. And I was like, how the hell do you know? And I was like, well, we do the Ouija board. And and I grew up in like evangelical Christian stuff. So you don't mess with that stuff. That that like paranormal activity when there's like demons and stuff, it still strikes a chord with me just because it's like deep ingrained. Like everything's demonic. Like I remember those like, you remember like satanic panic in the 80s? Like mm-hmm. they would warn parents like the cranberries are demonic. Do not let your children listen to Sarah McLachlan. It's just like everything <laughs> was demonic. And it was like, so to me growing up, it was like, I'm going to hell and everything is demons. So no, 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 no to the Ouija board. So then when he's telling me this, the faucet turns on. I mean, it's <gasps> like, you know, when it looked like a big jewel and you had to twist it. It was that kind of yeah. faucet. So, and it was a one bedroom apartment. And I'm looking in the bathroom, like the faucet just came on. And then he was like, oh yeah, it does stuff like that. And then the computer started booting up and it was really? a desktop. You had to like push the button to start it up, you know? So then I'm terrified. He stands up and walks to the, to the computer. And then the kitchen's right behind him. And it sounds like someone took like a meat hammer like a mallet and hit a frying pan it was the loudest like metallic clank sound then we jump and he looks at me and there's venetian blinds hanging because i'm in the corner the corner where the futon meets the corner and then on the other wall that's like you know a right angle there's venetian blinds hanging down that leads out to the patio they start it looks like someone's taking their hand from the far end and pulling them towards me and then when it gets to me, my body turns freezing cold and it felt like I was experiencing like a wave of all these emotions, like anger, sadness, um, dread. It was crazy. It was like a tornado of emotions, like a fever. And I was like, I'm leaving. And we both ran out the door, ran down the stairs and just like stood at the bottom of the stairs shaking. And I was like, I'm never going back in there. Luckily he was moving in a month. Like their lease had gone up or had ended and his roommate was still in the bed up there. Um, it was a girl. And so we were like, we've got to warn her because we're leaving. So he went up and, and he said the whole apartment was freezing when he went back. The computer was mm. back on. And he was like, 
we are leaving and she was like half asleep like i don't care i mean they lived with this thing they were not that scared of it they also had those alarms where you know you open the door and it just beeps like to let you know it's working Mm -hmm. they would ask it like xavier are you here and it would just start beeping and it was terrifying i i want to write this as like a horror book someday but you know i'm kind of busy with with really important works like butt squatch (laughs) (laughs) i'm writing really serious works i mean i'm a fucking artist okay (laughs) (laughs) priorities all right wow oscar wilde would stop to yeah Fucking a hole in someone's neck is kind of taking precedence here, okay? We've all heard ghost stories, blah, blah. Oh, that, it gave me chills, though. Like, close the fucking board. Close the board. Close the I board. made him burn it. I made him burn it. Apparently, that's the wrong thing to do because it's, it like, is. closing the door so mm-hmm. it can't get out. And um, someone at his work was a witch and was like, you have something attached to you. And they came and smudged the apartment and they said it stopped. But he said the, the Ouija board would not burn. He tried like gasoline. He tried like a hairspray mm. blowtorch. He finally flung the like charred board over the balcony into the courtyard and it disappeared. I shit you not. And he said the little planchette melted into like a black heart shape on their patio. I can't what? make this stuff up. I know. Wowzers. Terrifying. I know, terrifying stuff. That's my scariest memory. Oh, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Besides uh, the time my sister was babysitting me and thought the pizza man was like an intruder and called 911. <laughs> that was pretty scary. We were watching oh. Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> I just took up so much of the show. I'm really sorry. No, this <laughs> is the reason you're here. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Listen. You're like, where do I even go from here? <laughs> I have so I have so many questions, but like um, one time I ran into the mirror and it cracked. <laughs> I did Betty Davis a, was in it. <laughs> I had I had the mumps once and I had Ooh. like a fever dream and I did run into a wall and then knock myself out. Um oh, no. it was pretty funny. It wasn't in a mirror. the dream or in real life? No, in real life. In real life. Oh no! I ran into like one of my mom's walls, and then all these antiques fell on me, and I was like, "No." Um, were they dolls like, with the open and close eyes? No, I wish <laughs> those were in my bedroom, not in the kitchen. Um, it was awesome. Um, okay, do you like you you've you've put out so many books this year? Um, yeah, I have them all, obviously. Um, You're but the sweetest. What I want to know is, do you have a passage you want to share from Asquatch or anything that, you know, just resonates with you or that you'd like to well, tell our listeners? I would if you, um, I, I wrote Asquatch initially with a different um, edit and it was a little more like dubious consent and then I mm-hmm. felt uncomfortable about it. So I changed it. But if I could read that passage, if you're down with that. I would love that. I also would love that very much. Yes. Okay. So there's a, there's a point where, you know, someone's been missing. And um, so there's Jamal who's been his, his love interest has gone missing and um, he stumbles upon where his love interest has been in, in the woods. So he's camping by himself. His love interest has been missing for a while. And then he stumbles on him. So, Then he heard something, a rattling, like drumsticks clacking together to count off a song starting. The noise intensified as he continued through the trees and brush toward the source. What is that? A woodpecker? 
The light was diminishing, but he could barely make out a clearing ahead. As he approached, he could see there was a flimsy white structure. He made his way through the trees into the small meadow. Near the middle was a rickety cage made of bones. There was something inside. Someone inside. They appeared to be asleep. He crept slowly closer to the strange enclosure. Psst. Hey, you. Are you alive? The prisoner activated with a start and resumed shaking the cage frantically. Hey, the person cried. Let me out of here, please. Hurry. He'll be back soon. Patrick? Is that you? Jamal asked, squinting. Huh? The captive tried to peer through the bones that made up the small jail. Wait, Jamal? Patrick, what the hell? Jesus, I thought you were dead. Please help me get this thing open. He's going to come back any minute. Who's coming back? Who did this? They were both looking desperately for a way to open the cage. It was a crude corral like a huge cocoon made of bones and metal wire. Patrick looked left and right as if he were about to tell a secret. Asquatch, he said, nodding somberly. I'm sorry, what? I know it sounds ridiculous, but he's real. You're telling me you've been captured by Bigfoot. Well, yes, well, not exactly. He's actually more like a big butt. Jamal blinked in disbelief. Um, we can come back to that. First, how did you get into this pen? Patrick shrugged. He built most of it from bones and wire fencing we came across while we were traveling. When it was mostly complete, he made me get inside, and then he wired the last bit shut. This wire is a crazy thick. How do you make a cage out of it? Pliers? It's easy for him. He has giant hands. He has giant everything, especially his ass. It was easy for him. The sun had disappeared below the trees some time ago, and the light was quickly waning, only adding to the surrealness of the situation. Patrick continued. Seriously, his butt is crazy looking. It's huge and red and shiny like a baboon or like, you know how a spider has like tiny legs, but big round. Look, I'll explain everything, but please try and help me get out of this cage before he comes back. Maybe we both pull in the same wire or break one of the bones. Is this thing made of human bones? No, no, just deer bones, deer. That's all he eats. That's all he'll feed me. Patrick looked down. Well, that's almost all he feeds me. He frowned. Jamal kept working at pulling the wires open. I still don't understand why you followed him that night. It looked like you were hypnotized. You dropped your flashlight and just wandered off. Patrick shook his head. No, you don't understand. His farts are hypnotic. There's something in them that controls your brain. It makes you completely immobilized and horny. You aren't in control. It's like that disease that cats give to mice. It drives them crazy, you know, like taxi, taxomysis. I think that's a Radiohead song. Hmm, toxoplate? Yeah, whatever. It makes the mice attracted to the cat, and the cat can fuck, I mean, uh, kill the mice. It's ingenious. Jamal was still working on the wire. I have no idea what you're talking about, but seeing as you're in a huge bone cage in the middle of nowhere with a butt squatch or whatever, I'll assume you're just a little under the weather. Well, trust me, it's like pheromones or something. He farts them at you, and you can't think straight. Jamal held up his index finger. Wait. I know. I'm going to grab a big rock, then we can break the bones apart and get you out. Just as he moved to get up, it happened. He knew that sound. It was the sound they both heard that night, the sound Patrick had gone to investigate. Oh shit, that's him, Patrick whispered. That was his fart. He's coming back. What do we do? Jamal's eyes were wide with terror. I can't leave you. Whatever you do, don't inhale the fart. The smell will hypnotize you. You have to hide or else he'll fuck you too. Excuse me? Just get out of sight. Patrick made a shooing motion with his hand. And cover your nose. I can smell it already. He's nearby. You get... Then his eyes glazed over and he went completely silent. He looked drugged. Jamal slowly backed away from the cage. He couldn't smell anything. His sense of smell was still gone from the virus. 
Patrick? Jamal whispered. Patrick. No reply. Nothing. His eyes were dead. He looked like a mannequin. There was a rustling sound in the trees nearby. Jamal scurried behind a large growth of blackberry bush and watched. He could see something moving at the side of the clearing. The trees began to bend and snap. Something was beginning to protrude out from between the trees. It looked like a huge balloon emerging from the forest, or Glenda squeezing through in her pink bubble. Then the legs emerged. Giant, sinewy, fur-covered legs. They were walking backwards, ass-first into the clearing. Holy fuck, Jamal whispered without thinking, then covered his mouth with both hands. Even in the dim twilight, it was clearly a giant fucking Bigfoot. The ass was obscenely enormous. As it stumbled out, fighting off the branches that clung to its fur, it farted loudly and grunted. It began to trundle over towards Patrick's cage, slapping its huge flaccid dick like a raw steak. Jamal looked over to Patrick, who was now completely naked, his clothes in a bunch at his feet. Jamal kept his hands around his mouth. Patrick, what are you doing? He hissed in a raspy whisper shout. Patrick ignored him, was bending forward awkwardly in the little contraption and spreading his butt cheeks open towards the monster, who was ambling faster to him. When the beast got to the cage, it handily lifted the whole apparatus, Patrick and all, into the air, and spun it until he was looking directly into Patrick's glassy eyes. It sniffed and grunted. Then it slowly turned its body away and lowered the cage until Patrick's face was just next to its giant ass. There was a pause and the beast grunted. Then... <laughs> It farted directly into Patrick's <laughs> face and dropped the cage unceremoniously. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> so, yeah, then it gets a little dubious. It yeah. does get a little dubious. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It was still a great read. <laughs> it was so good, and it was so funny. Yeah, maybe it needs to be an audio book just so you, you know, get <laughs> well, the really get good the full effect. Fart noises, yeah. But maybe you could get somebody like Patrick Stewart to read it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Very dry um, reading, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like Alan yeah. Rickman, R.I.P. That would be great. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Oh my, my gosh. goodness. Yeah. Well, we're wrapping up here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you again oh, for all the work you for that you do. Me. It's just, no, it brings so much, so much joy to our year, I think. Um, <laughs> but um, before we go, we're going to let listeners know that we're going to have a little wit slurp contest. And we don't know what the questions are yet, but the winner is going to get a wit slurp bundle. Yeah. Of, of something good, not like the bundles that are in their stories. Um, no, some, like a big old package. The big package of, of oh, yeah. goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing dubious, though. Nothing dubious. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, my gosh. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Now I'm honored to be a guest anytime. Well, we love you, and we hope that we can have you on again before the year's out. I'd Do you love have any, that. any holiday things coming out, maybe? Um, I am. I do have a few ideas rattling around. I might have mm-hmm. one that is Krampus related. Yes. Um, you heard it here have. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get that one done. Um, in time for the holidays but i'm always a little behind it seems like lately like cock was supposed to be kind of a summer 
release. <laughs> Summer blockbuster. Out. A block, a cockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> cockbuster. it came out a little bit late, but um, we'll see. That's that's my goal. I'm working on one right now that's um about sentient food that uh, fucks like fucks a veggie tale situation. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a veggie tale situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> veggie tale. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Where's my hairbrush? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, on behalf of Julian myself, do you want to sing us out? Yes, I would love to. Are you ready? I am mm -hmm. I am so ready to pass that torch over to you, my friend. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> should it should it be like a duet or like a, a trio? No, 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 please. No, okay. Please, you have the floor. <laughs> Okay. I want you. I I want Julie to harmonize the ending song so badly. <laughs> One day, next time, next time, take us away. Ravage love, ravage love. What what? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS the number two J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.